Welcome back to Amuse Bouche. I'm Bridget, and I'm so glad you're here. This week, I'm recording just one day after the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals and became champions. This win means so much and is just unbelievable and amazing in so many ways. So stay tuned because on this Amuse Bouche, you're going to hear my love letter to Milwaukee. You are so beautiful. I love you in so many ways. Okay, I'm not really going to do the whole episode like a letter, but that would be funny. Um, I honestly had a hard time gathering my thoughts for this episode because I have so many things to say. Um, I could talk about Milwaukee endlessly, but I think that the Bucks franchise is the perfect way that kind of helps sum up my feelings about Milwaukee as a city, and I thought it would be a good opportunity for you all to learn how I feel about the city, why I love it so much, and all of those fun things, all while sharing the amazingness (laughs) that was the NBA Finals and um, the last couple games specifically, and Giannis and Chris Middleton and all of the above. (laughs) So um, I found something floating around the internet, of course. What better place than social media to find all of my great references? Um... And it was a a person that wrote a letter to his fellow Milwaukeeans and was like, hey, we're about to make history. This is for everybody, like the players, the owners, but also it's for the city. It's putting this big spotlight on Milwaukee. So like, behave, everybody. Let's not start riots when they win because we're classier than that. And people want and expect Milwaukee to do shitty things like that. So let's not do it, right? And it... It got me to thinking about Milwaukee and how I grew up in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and we always used to think Milwaukee was exactly what everyone else said, kind of shitty, like, who cares? It's not Chicago. That's what we always said, Uh, specifically in high school, I remember, like, it's not Chicago. I don't want to go to college there. Who would want to move there, et cetera, et cetera. So I moved there, (laughs) because why not? Um, Thought it would be great, but I always explain to people when they wonder why I moved there or, you know, or they just hear me gushing about Milwaukee, I say that I lived there while the city grew up. It's where I really grew up and I felt like I was there while the city was growing up. And I think the Bucks franchise did exactly the same thing. They grew up kind of while I was there. Um, Not five years ago, uh, the place that is now the Deer District that had 65,000 people watching a game outside of where the actual game was happening. So just outside on the pedestrian areas, uh, streets that were blocked off, 65,000 people. Just let that settle in for a minute. That all used to be dilapidated buildings, a parking structure, what some of us might call a little hood. Uh, That was not an area anyone hung out, really. Uh, You could give away, like, I couldn't tell you the last time I paid for a Bucks ticket because people were giving them away when I lived there. No one cared about the Bucks. And now I'm not going to sit here and say I've followed every move of the Bucks since I've lived in Milwaukee. I haven't. But when, quote, my team, meaning a team from a city that means so much to me, when they when they make it into a championship or even the finals, um, 
I am watching it and I am invested and I care deeply about it. <laughs> so um, I, I wouldn't say I'm the most fair weather of all fair weather fans. I definitely uh, care a lot about about sports in a hometown, um, but I'm also not the most invested fan in the world. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spit facts at you and stats of you know I don't know even what Giannis was doing 15 years ago. I don't know. He was in eighth grade. <laughs> anyway, um, but I remember this time vividly when no one cared about the Bucks. And remember, they wore purple, then they wore red along with their green. I have a purple Ray Allen jersey that I found at Goodwill. <laughs> so anyways, backing up a little bit. Um, the Deer District Mark Lazary, um, Peter Fagan, I, those are names I remember. Like, who are these guys that want to throw all this money into ripping down the Bradley Center and building this new arena? And whoa, this arena looks so crazy and modern. You know, it was a it was a thing that was debated and contested when I lived there. Um, I, there was a lot of people that thought it was a terrible idea. Why would we do this? This team isn't doing anything, why would we invest this money? Well, I just want to say, look at what happened, <laughs> okay? Um, I feel like the Bucks, the Bucks spent, <laughs> what, what was the, I did see a stat, um, sorry, bear with me as I pull it up. Okay, so the first season um, that Giannis and Middleton played together, so 2013-2014 season, their record was 15-67. and 67. And then in the playoffs, 67 <laughs> Oh dear. In the playoffs, their record was 15 and 7. So in just a few years, so six years, seven years, they turned it around. They've been playing together since they were um, little kids, man. They're 26 and 29 now. They've been playing together for eight years and look at what they've done. I feel like um, everyone, you know, I'm trying not to just talk about Giannis, but let's talk about Giannis. He Stays today, in fact, today, after he won his championship, he went through a Chick-fil-A drive-thru. <laughs> he brought his trophies with him. He brought his MVP trophy and the, uh, and the championship, the finals trophy. Went through a Chick-fil-A drive-thru, rolled down his window, said hi to all the fans, let them take pictures with him, like, <laughs> ordered 50 chicken nuggets. Well, not chicken nuggets, whatever the heck they're called at Chick-fil-A. Ordered 50 mini chickens. All, all these things. Um, he's... He embodies, I just like, I'm at, I can't even find words. Um, <laughs> he embodies what, what Milwaukee is. He just wants to be there to be with the people. He respects the city for giving him a chance. Um, I just, I can't say enough about how I think the Bucks franchise and Giannis have changed the face of Milwaukee. Milwaukee is a destination that people want to go to now. Um, the way I like to put it is, not so long ago, Milwaukee was this city no one cared about, myself included. I then moved there and see the Deer District. Look at the lakefront. At one time, affordable housing. I owned a 1,200-square-foot condo that had a view of Lake Michigan. I had underground parking. I had a balcony. I had laundry. I had all the things that were important for very, very affordable, a very affordable cost. I am no, you know, I'm a very average <laughs> middle-class person and you could get affordable housing. Now the housing market's insane now, so don't judge me for what I'm saying on that. But downtown Milwaukee, there was affordable housing. The city is accessible. You can hop on the streetcar. You can walk downtown. You can 
be in a different type of neighborhood in five minutes. If you want to hang out on Brady Street, but then head down to the Third Ward, those are two incredibly different, distinct neighborhoods, but you can be at one another within five to 10 minutes and have a completely different experience. I love that city. I love the Bucks. Let me continue. (laughs) So Bobby Portis, let's talk about Bobby Portis. Honestly, didn't know much about him. Tyler and I were, were chatting during the game. And we we're like, but why is Bobby Portis like so popular? <laughs> what happened? And you know what? I don't know. On Milwaukee had an article that is hysterical, by the way. It's a Bucks bandwagon article. Like, hey, if you want to hop on and just like read some fun facts so it sounds like you know what you're talking about, um, I'll put a link to the article in the show notes. But it's it's really funny. One of the things they were talking about is like, why not love Bobby Portis? And as we were watching the trophy presentation after the game, we're like, oh, this is why people love him. He is just thrilled to be there. You know, he was sitting in his mom's house, I think he said, when he got the call to play in Milwaukee. And he's like, yeah, man, they gave me a chance. So why wouldn't I return that love? And he, in the post game, was just hyping everyone up and just, you know, he was happy. He was goofy. He was just, it looked like he was genuinely happy to be there. Um, so heck yeah, man, we love Bobby Portis, right? He, they, they put it in the article, his quote, rise and grind blue collar hustle, which I think that people from Milwaukee and the Midwest respect and they should. Uh, so he said something really great about having 20, 30, 40,000 fans outside just going crazy and having 17,000 fans inside. It's a great time to be a buck right now and it's a great time for the city of Milwaukee. Us winning and impacting the city has brought the city together. So man, I hope so. I read reports about um gunshots on Water Street last night, you know, and I, I only have seen one or maybe two reports of that. I, I hope I hope that's all it was, and I hope that this is something that turns around a a typically very segregated city. Um, the, The rejuvenated fan base that I think both the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns saw after this series, you know, the Suns have never won a championship, and... I, I think back to like the 1990s Suns. I was um, I was really watching a lot of basketball back then, probably with my dad. But it, they haven't won. They haven't won. The Bucks haven't won in 50 years. So both of these fan bases that, like I keep saying, five eight years ago, you could barely give away a ticket to these games. Um, now t- you can't get a ticket. And I saw somewhere at some point the cheapest ticket to game. Six was like twelve hundred dollars for like the last row of the nosebleeds, which like hey, that's get it, man. I guess if you wanted if you want to pay twelve hundred dollars for that, that's great. Um, so anyway, I just think the Bucks organization, the city of Milwaukee, they've come a really long way. If you have gone through, you know, if you're a bandwagon fan, like we're saying, or if you've suffered through the years of like winless seasons and boring games, you deserve to be experiencing this insane, amazing high that the whole city of Milwaukee has. Because honestly, I think the city's been shit on for years. (laughs) And I feel like I've been defending it for years. And I've been really proud of it. And this is just yet another reason to be damn proud of the city of Milwaukee and the Milwaukee Bucks and the people that invested the money to turn the Deer District into the Deer District. And you know what? Do you know how many events go on there besides Bucks games that are bringing all kinds of economic impact to the city? So many. I've been to plenty of them. Um, 
I know that it was a finish point for the Milwaukee Half Marathon, Milwaukee Marathon. I know Chris Kindle Market has been there. I know they do yoga. They have art fairs. And that is just barely scratching the surface of everything that happens in that space. Um, something I saw, I'm, I, I'm so sorry, I will find, uh, oh, this was on Milwaukee Record. Again, they end an article saying, let them talk, speculate, gener- generalize, and hate. We'll just be in our terrible city enjoying the ride. So on that note, think twice when you're shitting on Milwaukee. It is an amazing city. If you are younger and hipper than I am (laughs) and want to look for a new city to live in, maybe you're just graduating college, you're not sure where to go, I 10 out of 10 recommend Milwaukee. That's it for a moose-booch this week. I could go on and on and on, (laughs) but you guys are sick of it, I'm sure. Go Bucks, go Milwaukee, Bucks in six, have an awesome weekend. Bye-bye, guys. (laughs) 